There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. from a recently abandoned cat rescue centre here in Perivale, we present <laughs> a wheezing groaning sound, irrefutably the only Doctor Who podcast to be made by three men arguing about which end to take from the inside of a pantomime cheetah. <laughs> I am Paul, well the councillors are fools, Litchfield, and joining me as ever are two mangy feral beasts that can't be rehomed and might need putting down, it's Tom Neenan and John Rain. So, as Morrissey finishes writing Shreela Take a Bow, Sheila Take a Bow, Captain <laughs> Shreela. Fucking hell. And the actor. Come on, that's gold. And the actor. And the actor Will Barton gets bitten by a midge, because he's called Midge, which means he gets bitten by himself. That doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> It's time to finally sing the song I'm a survival I am the master Doctor Who's cancelled It's been a fucking disaster <laughs> According to Michael Grade It's time to sharpen our claws On survival Which is the most ironic story Really considering that this was the end of Doctor Who <laughs> It should have been called Extinction But there we go so it's survival time in the second of our master trilogy. Um, survival was broadcast on Wednesday, the twenty second of November, nineteen eighty nine. Wednesday. What is yeah, that? Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. Why a Wednesday? Exactly. <laughs> that even tells you it's not going to be good if it comes on a Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what time yeah, is it on? Seven thirty-five. Fucking hell. Yeah. Seven thirty-five. Seven thirty-five on a Wednesday. That's like the one show time. That's not. Mm. That's not Doctor Who, is it? Who diddle did it did it who diddle did it Brand new theme now for Doctor Who. <laughs> it, used on, it used to be on after Wogan, didn't it? Yeah. Mm, really? Yeah. Oh god. I remember watching anyway, this one, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching this as well. Mm. And I remember going, Good, it's over now. <laughs> Not really. Um so BBC One, if you're watching BBC One on that day, nine twenty, you had a lovely bit of Kilroy. Oh, oh nice. Kilroy. And it just says this Kilroy and his usual studio audience. <laughs> um, what would you do? <laughs> what would you do? What would you do? Share or shaft? <laughs> um, that was that quiz he did, didn't he? It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Share or shaft? Um, at 10.25, uh, Children's BBC started. Ah, oh, brilliant Ooh. stuff. You had Children's BBC from 10.25 on a Wednesday all the way up to 1.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Fantastic. Ooh. And you had the Playbus, which mm. I don't know if you remember watching Yay. Playbus. Playbus was different every week because the Playbus bus would stop yes. at a different stop and then the story would be about that. Um, this is what it says in the, in, the, in the Radio Times blurb. The Playbus bus... Bu- uh, 
The play bus story bus stops at the dot stop. Now try saying that. There's a tongue twister. The play bus story bus stops at the dot stop. Because they used to have the Y bird, didn't they? And the Y bird was this Welsh. What's everyone's favourite stop? Well, the Y bird was this Welsh bird who would be like, yeah. "Why are you doing that?" And <laughs> <laughs> the last episode, he's like, "Cause I fucking am." Stop asking. <laughs> I'm and a big fan says, of a tent stop, personally. The tent stop oh, was always my favourite. Wasn't there like okay. a patch stop where it was like a, a doll? Peggy Patch. Peggy Patch, yeah. yeah. Peggy it was an Patch. <laughs> <laughs> it says, let, ador- let today's story be on fire. Whoa! <laughs> Bloody hell. That's, that's yeah. all it says. <laughs> As the kids say, that escalated quickly. It did. That escalated very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And then it was followed by Neighbours. Oh. And it says, uh, Harold has Henry in knots. Madge gets the chop. Mm. <laughs> oh, blimey. Shouldn't that be the other blimey. way around? Uh, what, Harold has Harry in chops. Madge gets the knots. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way her trousers rack up. Yeah. Is that why her voice is like that? That makes sense. Chop it out bit, bloody. Crass me undercarriages in knots. <laughs> Get the chops out, Harold. Um... 3pm primetime, a programme called Primetime, the topical magazine that focuses less on youth, more on experience. Less bros, more Cole Porter. Mm. This week, genital health. Oh dear. (laughs) (laughs) Blimey, that. I absolutely love it. I remember that Cole Porter Uh, musical, it was beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine there's the blurb. Less bros, please. More Cole Porter. Mm. Oh, God. That was prime time. Then it's 4.35. Heartbeat. Heartbeat. This is is a slightly unfortunate blurb for it, though. (laughs) This week, Tony reveals a picture that's been hidden underneath his junk. We also find out where Morph spins for the whole week. But Chaz was livid to be under Tony's car. <laughs> now, come on, Chaz. I don't want you putting uh, Morph up Mr. Bennett's arse only. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so that's just brilliant. Uh, underneath his junk. Oh, <laughs> Good my God. God. And then at seven o'clock, Wogan. Oh. Wogan. Join Terry for the cream mm. of conversation. Oh, oh, at least wonderful. it's not the cream from the BBC canteen. <laughs> the old, I tell you what, coming up after me is the old Doctor Who. And I tell you what, this show certainly isn't the cat that's got the cream. <laughs> is, is, is what he would have said. Hmm. Um, and then at 7.35, Doctor Who Survival Part 1. No blurb, I'm afraid. It's more like the dog um, that got the custard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, more like, it's more like the ferret that got the tzatziki. <laughs> All right, all right, Terry, stop it now. Oh, stop no. it um, <laughs> at eight o'clock, Bergerac. Bergerac. It says this: Jim tries to have the weekend off and plans to enjoy it, but everything is turned upside down. Oh, blimey! I'm trying to have a weekend off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to have a weekend off. <laughs> okay, but then nine thirty, and I'm, I must have watched this when it came out. And we, we may have all watched it. It was around the world in eighty days with Michael Palin. Yes. Oh, lovely. Yes. Yeah, it, it was the last episode. 
where he mm. runs back to the club and then they say, sorry, mate, we're not open. And he mm. technically fails, doesn't he? Yes. How interesting. Yeah, brilliant. And then, it, mm. and then the day gets even better because at 11.45, well, you think it's getting better because you're going to watch The Odd Couple. But it's not the good one. It's the one with Jack Klugman and Terry Randall. The TV so. series. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not the one you want. No. On BBC Two, started off at 9.50, was daytime on two. And it says this, parents should note that some of the programmes on Daytime at 2 are aimed at teenagers and not young children. Blimey. And, and Daytime on 2 was a little bit like Open University, but it was all about stuff that matters for youth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it says in the blurb, topics include, what are pop stars? <laughs> I, think, I think the youth might know. I don't think they need that one. Yeah, that, that's that, for people who just have comas. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's how they ended the episode. So... We just don't know. <laughs> what are pop stars? And then there's Blimey. one called English Time. The subject was handles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then there was DIY animation. And my possible, no, probable, definite favourite, inserting primary schools. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we, Tony Hart got in trouble. That's right. Hello, well, this week we're going to insert a primary school into Desmond Tutu. Desmond, thank you for being on the show. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Um, he'd, be like, uh, he'd be like Guy Gober, wouldn't he? He'd be like, what? <laughs> Double take into the camera. Um, yeah. And then at, um, oh my God, this is so bleak. At 5.30, you had a program called Fight Cancer. Oh God. <laughs> the second of six programs. What causes cancer? The answer, Everything. Oh, God. oh, blimey. Oh, no. Including this programme. It's yeah. just horrible. I thought it was going to be Henry Cooper fighting cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Splash it all over. Well, this week, trying to fight cancer is Henry Cooper. And next week, tune in for Sister Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> um, at 8pm, you had a programme called Antenna. And it just says this. Japanese organ brokers, a report. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not as good as deck tenor, which is uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> and then at um, twenty, and then at nine twenty-five, you had something called Summer's Lease, Part Four, a drama by John Mortimer, and it just says this: Kettering has found the greatest small painting in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Kettering. Okay. I don't, I don't yeah. know if he has a first name, but anyway, Kettering has found the greatest small painting in the world. It's a bit of a drive across the mountains of the moon. <laughs> what? What's going on? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and that was your scheduling on BBC One and BBC Two. Wow. Mm. But why would you be watching any of that? Yeah. No. <laughs> you, could, you well, you could be <laughs> Sorry, watching. You should be watching any of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time Doctor Who has ended with uh, instead of you have been watching, it just says you shouldn't have been watching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can we talk about the fact that this episode's first title was Cat Flap? Bizarre, <laughs> absolutely bizarre. Because I'm sure was, was yeah. that the working title? Yeah. Oh there's a, there's a Lenny Henry routine in the, from the 80s where he comes out and just starts shouting about cat flaps. And that's all I can think. Cat flap! <laughs> cat wow. flap! Whose idea was cat flaps? How come cats have all the flaps? <laughs> Take your cat and your flap and bugger off! <laughs> um, so strange. Yeah, I mean, Gosh. why would you call it cat flap? And obviously yeah, that... the, the writer of, um, of this episode went on to write for New Who mm. as well. And an episode, when I looked it up and it said it's called The Eaters of Light, I think the episode. And I genuinely, I couldn't have told you. I 
I did not know that episode existed. I couldn't have told you anything about it. And I'm a big fan of New Who, but it must have just slipped my mind that one. So, so, so which, so which one is it? Do you know? It, it's a Bill Potts and uh, Peter Capaldi episode, but like I oh. have no memory of it at all. Blimey, nor do yeah. I. That's bizarre. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, survival part one. It opens on a man, and he's cleaning his car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's cleaning his car, isn't he? That's all he's doing. Excited. But he is being watched by several scraps of felt that were left over from Gonzo <laughs> in Jim Henson's panic room workshop. I mean, this thing looks like it lost a cat fight. <laughs> With a fucking puma. I, mean, I, think, I think literally a sock over your hand might have been. <laughs> it looks like they got Hitler's moustache after he died and put teeth on it. <laughs> It's fucking what, awful. What we're going to do is put dentures on Hitler's mm. d- moustache, and um, we reckon that will work. Um, it, is, it is woeful. It, it is just goes woeful. <laughs> it goes... It literally sounds every time like it's in its death throes. Like... <laughs> And I we mean, get it's a... always going to be disappointing. It doesn't sound like Salem from uh, from uh, what's it, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. That's yes, always exactly. going to be the show. I, I used to go out with someone who had a twenty-one-year-old cat. Right. What? Yeah. A 21-year-old cat. And he was literally transparent. It looked like every time he moved, it looked like he was going to die. It, was, it's the, it looked like it had come out of a tomb in Egypt. Transparent But cat. it looked better than this. Oh, my God. And it's oh just God. sat on a wall going... <laughs> and someone should have just shot it immediately, and that's yeah. the end of that. That's, yeah. But it, and we get a POV shot from the cat's point of view, and it looks like the cat just looks through piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got pissy eyes or something. I don't know. I yeah. don't. It's like when really, yeah. Cats, when you're bored on Christmas Day and you um and you look through the uh, the sort of uh, roses wrappers. Yeah. And, everything. <laughs> and then suddenly the man who's washing his car gets killed by this creature, but you all see it from the POV shot of the cat. But it looks like the cat is floating above him. Because he's well, like, yeah. no, no, he's underneath scrabbling a rig. No. <laughs> so isn't that the... supposed to be one of the leopard people coming on the horse? I to don't, take him? Know, I don't know, possibly, don't know. but that, none, so none of that's made clear. No. Um, and he just disappears, and then we suddenly get back to the. Suddenly the TARDIS appears. Lovely, Yay. lovely dematerialization, mm. lovely stuff. And then we see, oh, Mrs. Um, loves dogs a bit too much. And mm. um, she, she's, um, she shoes away a cat who's having a disco in her Memorial Week garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is loads of mentions of cat survival in this to the point oh, where you go, Jesus oh, for Christ. fuck's sake, someone <laughs> edit this script, please. Yeah. Stop saying survival of the fittest every please. seven minutes. Oh, please. my God. Please. They've got one theme and they really want you to know about it, don't they? They really hammer it in. But it's you a can sw- say it twice, a, not it, 400 times. No. <laughs> and it's a square peg in a round hole. It's just never going to fit. It's just, mm. oh, my God. But yeah. there you go. So, and then, um, yeah, so this woman's like, shoo, bloody cats, they're horrible, they are. And, <laughs> and then the doctor finds some litter, remembers he's a rumble, and he picks it up. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then we see the cat again, and then we see them, and then we get a little glimpse of the master, you're like, ah. Yeah. So, and first of all, I'm thinking, is the master trapped in the cat, like a numbskull? <laughs> is it like, like trapped in it, but no, apparently not. He's controlling it or looking through its eyes, but that's, it's not very clear. No. It's not very clear. Yeah. Well, it is, and it's orange. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> and, um, and, and Ace is really miserable to be back in Perivale. She's like, oh, it's fucking rubbish here. And the doctor goes, well, what's wrong with Perivale? And then is immediately fed up by being in Perivale. 
which is well, this, <laughs> this is what I didn't understand. She's moaning. She's saying, of all the times you could have brought me to Perivale, dot pref prof, <laughs> you weeble. Yes. Yeah. On a Sunday where nothing happens and it's yeah. boring. And then the Ugh. next scene, the next scene. Mm. They're, they're on this common and she's like oh Perivale on a Sunday nothing like it and I thought hang on a minute yeah you've changed <laughs> you were just yeah. up moaning about being here on a Sunday it's I brilliant. would say it's, it's so Sunday though isn't it like I started mm. watching this in the first episode where there's, there's no real plot they're just sort of meandering you think this has a real Sunday vibe and that isn't what you want from Doctor Who really, even when they go onto a planet that is supposed to be populated by feral it is still Sunday on that mm. planet yeah <laughs> It is Sunday, it is four o'clock, and you know you've got to finish your homework and have a bath. Oh, yeah. On it's that really planet. On that such, planet. It's such a car that's got no petrol in it, isn't it? Uh, it really is, unfortunately. <laughs> no momentum or energy behind this. So you've, so you've got this sort of like the Doctor and Ace wandering around the eight, yeah, and literally Ace going, it's rubbish here, and it's brilliant! And you're like, mm. what? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the Doctor going, there's nothing wrong with it here, and then going, it's ghastly here! You're like, yeah. both, of you, both of you... Be on the same bridge, please, and just yeah. <laughs> have the same opinion. And then we cut to Sergeant Major Patterson, who's God. running a sort of Fame Academy homoerotic Greek Greco wrestling yeah. club. <laughs> I imagine things came out about him years that later. Is, <laughs> that is really definitely do. a U tree operation, isn't definitely, it? Yeah. Yeah. He's probably God. sharing a soul with Rolf Harris. Yeah. And, and then we're only about eight minutes in, but so far we've had references to survival, surviving, cats, survival of the fittest. And to hammer it in even more, there's a poster of Cats the Musical yeah. in, in the youth club for the doctor to look at, like, ooh. Mm. They should have dubbed the doctor going on uh, saying, I've seen that film in 2019 and it was bloody awful. <laughs> but here's the thing the doctor seems to immediately know that, oh, if this is all about a mad, evil cat. He's only been yeah. there for a second, and he immediately—it's <laughs> like, yes, yes, that—that's what's going on here. You're like, but mm. how do you know that? And he goes mad because he's like, oh, I must go and buy hundred cans of cat food. Oh my oh, yeah. god, yeah. Christ. Well, it's because the doctor sees the evil, the evil master briefly, doesn't he? Mm. Um, he sort of mm. has, has a premonition of him, and then we learn that four kids have, have gone missing. Mm. Oh yeah. And there's a well, new as they, there's a new kids all headline. about thirty. Yeah, oh my God, these kids. There's a newspaper headline that says, Woman no. missing, police abandon hope. Abandon hope. <laughs> yeah. Abandon hope. I can yeah. imagine, imagine oh, the yeah. press conference for that one. Mm. So after three days of rigorous looking, we've decided to abandon the old bloody thing. <laughs> we can't be asked. And then suddenly the doctor like goes full on mental and goes in and suddenly makes an early appearance on Stella Street because now there's a... Oh, yeah. There's a convenience store being run by Halen Pace. But there's a lovely joke. There's a yes. lovely joke on the, mm. on the uh, window, yeah. which, is, which just says, under new management, which is yes. brilliant. That is a good hey, joke. that's fun. That's a lovely joke. And then mm. you've got... And, but again, it, the Doctor's just wandering around looking like a genuine madman that's escaped from, a, from an asylum. <laughs> now, this and is yeah. a real McCoy thing, isn't it? Because he's just gibbering. Yes, yes, he's jibbering yeah, away, yeah. and he's you can't imagine up. like I mean Baker maybe, but you can't imagine like Pertwee or anyone else just literally gibbering the way around a shop. Yeah, and it doesn't <laughs> ma- and it doesn't make the Doctor look endearing or knowledgeable. It makes him no. look like he's got early onset dementia, and he's just yeah. wandering yeah, around yeah. picking up cat food that can't have branded names on. So it's things right. like feline or cat food. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> fluffies. Yeah, warning contains no mm. plot. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
it's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. So Halo Pace are running the Stella Street um, convenience store. Now, yeah. I'm, at this point, I'm half expecting fucking Ben Elton to be running the local wall <laughs> He's running the local wall shop or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I'll um, give them credit. I, th- I don't think Halo Pace are awful in this. I think they're no, all they're right. not awful in it. And, and, but again, they, so they start telling a joke about being in the jungle, in the laws mm. of the jungle and survival. Yeah. And you're like, stop it. Stop it. And then the doctor it. explains the joke. Do you want someone, one of them joke. to go, yeah, that's the joke, mate? Yeah. I think that's how Halen Pace spent their entire career, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> someone had to come along and explain it. I actually met Halen Pace um, in Edinburgh Ooh. doing 60 acts in 60 minutes. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, and they were like two or three do- um, like in front of us in the queue, and we got chatting with mm. them. They, they were brilliant. They were really, really great blokes. They were really mm. good fun. Oh, good. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I mean, um, this is an overstaffed, uh, for a Sunday and like a little convenience store, this is an overstaffed shop, isn't it? Mm. Two men... Two mm. men, and they sell a lot of cat food. That's, that's the other do. thing. They yeah. do. Largest... I've never noticed there's a cat on the shelf. That's weird. No, no one's noticed that. And then, but they do notice that their own pet cat, Tiger, is dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and when they look at it, it looks like it was stuffed by something that was having a seizure. As, yeah. <laughs> as it was stuffing it it looks like mm. like five pairs of slippers that have been wrapped up in wire wool or something it's just what the fuck is that supposed to be it looks like sill sleeping bag or onesie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now they've mentioned survival the jungle the mm. fittest mm-hmm. and cats 400 times we don't even know about the planet with the monsters on yet they're just talking about cats all the fucking time yeah. <laughs> and I'd be worried at this point because if you just watch Ghostlight you're like I hope this pays off because this might just be nonsense for her. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope we finally get something that makes sense after Ghostlight yeah. <laughs> and then Ace finally meets one of her mates Mm. Who looks like she looks like the female version of Rick Mail? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought she looks like Andrew Scott. I think she. Looks oh, there like you go. Yeah. Well. yeah. But she but yeah, she, she delivers her lines like she's been sniffing glue for half an hour. <laughs> yeah. And she's collecting for the hunt saboteur. She's collecting for the hunt mm. saboteur. So another mm. is oh god. Um, and then and then I think she get. I can't even remember what she's called but I know that she disappears at one point um, yeah. but the next thing we cut to is, is a jogger innocently jogging and he also goes no no and he's he's zapped away well he's, he's from the youth else. club oh yeah oh, is he from the youth club is he yeah, yeah it's fine he's someone and, else who gets mm. killed by a crane shot yes that's yeah. an over- overhead crane shot of yeah. nothing yeah. And, then, and now the doctor's just wandering around the street just putting cat food on the curbs and on the thing. <laughs> and also he goes, tin opener, Ace? And she goes, yeah. She's got a tin opener with her. <laughs> she carries so a tin opener with her at all times. She's a Swiss Army assistant. She is, she really is. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. So, yeah, and then suddenly... Um, oh, yeah, and then suddenly um, Ace meets the, the master cat in the car park. Because oh, yeah. the doctor's just wandering off, muttering to himself, putting kitty litter on the floor. Putting kitty litter on the street and then watching from behind a bush. Like and then watching around a bush. And there's a woman yeah. going, fuck off, fuck off at my garden, yeah. you mad bastard. And then suddenly <laughs> something something actually happens because a massive leopard on a horse appears. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, around a playground. I know it's supposed to be dramatic and upsetting. Mm. It looks stupid. It just mm. looks it stupid. Weird, it? Mm. it just doesn't work. And apparently there were some major problems with the costume. Apparently they tinkered with it so much that they they took away the sort of nasty element of the cheetah people because they do look they look like stupid teddy bears at points yeah. it, does, it just and doesn't also, hang looks, well every time you see anyone in this it looks like it was boiling 
Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I can tell you it was. It was 38 degrees when they were filming. Oh, and apparent, apparently two of the main cheetah people, and they were stunt people, walked off the set and never came back. <laughs> they just went, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. Wearing yeah, wearing fur. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they left midway through, and it caused loads of problems. Um, when they were doing the uh, outside broadcast stuff, they were like, "Oh, oh shit!" God. So yeah, oh, they blimey. literally they literally left. So Ace is now transported via, I mean, a sort of flash that's fuck knows. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then she appears on a on in a quarry, but it's the yeah. sky's tinted red, and it's strewn mm. with dead people and loads of people who are cats. And these things are supposed to, I mean, they're just called the cheetah people, and mm. they're from the yep. planet of the cheetah people. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, really? I mean, isn't, can't you call the planet something like, you know, Pussy mm. Willow 3? Or... <laughs> well, you get that rocking guitar, right? Immediately mm. you get that oh, kind of, yeah. wow, wow, wow. Feral, feral. Yeah. <laughs> and these are supposed to be the most dangerous creatures in the world, but all the way through the next three episodes, they just tiptoe past them. Sometimes they mm. forget to attack. Sometimes they're sniffing their own bollocks. Sometimes they're eating, <laughs> eating dinner. They're the most unthreatening threat I've ever seen. And it's all... The whole point of these three episodes is, is Ace losing her mind and becoming savage. People yeah. become savage. And also you find out as a plot point that th the more savage you become, the more the planet gets a bit madder and blows up yeah yeah what, yeah. what? Any sense. i'm sorry i'm sorry what what is it, happening it doesn't make any fucking sense I'm you sorry, don't even know why the master's there no mm. he's just there also it looks like they've because they've used the same sky effect it looks like the exact same planet from tyron the rani Yes. It does. It does. Or it looks like it looks like they're immediately going to do a Pet Shop Boys video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, like Time and the Rani, you expect David Bowie to walk past on the Ashes to Ashes video. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. Yeah. So, um, so then, yeah, so Ace is chased like for ten minutes now, mm -hmm. a little bit around a park. Then she's on mm -hmm. on the on the on the planet of the Cheetahs. <laughs> she climbs up a slide and then goes down. Goes down the slide again. <laughs> How is amazing. that a way to escape? <laughs> she gets her, she gets her she gets her fun in while she's literally yeah. uh, running away. It's, oh my god and then and then suddenly you think oh she's going to get killed and also these mm. things have weapons as well as claws but mm. nah, nah, nah. but luckily yeah, the jogger we see the jogger instead going where the fuck am i what's going on and, <laughs> he freaks out immediately yeah, doesn't he and, and he gets he gets mauled yeah yeah and then gets taken killed? away like no he gets mauled and then he gets taken away for some sort of catnip based fucking dogging experiment or something yeah. <laughs> And then Ace meets Shreela. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And um, Shreela goes, yeah, it's uh, weird here, isn't it? I'm not panicked about <laughs> it, though. <laughs> so, I mean, you can see um, they're going you... for a sort of Planet of the Apes vibe, aren't they? Because... Yeah. But when you've mm. only got one person on a horse, it doesn't really have the same kind of impact. That's the thing. And you want and... them coming in with those nets, like in Planet of the Apes, and dragging humans off. And yeah. That's... yeah. You want them to have actual claws you can see, and you want, yeah. them, to look, you want them to look threatening. You don't want mm. them to look like a sort of feral pudsy bear. <laughs> I don't want them to look like an Ewoks fucked um, Thundercat. <laughs> An Ewok on stilts with Pudsy Bear's yeah. head. <laughs> so then well, at least we know how he lost that eye now. Mm. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Michael Grade. <laughs> <laughs> so Shreda goes, oh, come and meet the rest of the gang. Um, mm. And they're really youth. These gang, this gang oh, are youth, yeah. right? Yeah, Perivale so youth. You've got Derek mm. and Midge. Midge. <laughs> Midge, who looks a lot like friend of the show Tom Bell. Yes. Mm. And he yeah. really doesn't act like someone who's called Midge. No. no. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs>
It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge-watched this, anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly, <laughs> truly appalling. Guests helped me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think, do you think this is one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cut We're just going to die, aren't we? Eh? That's yeah. what's going to happen to us. Shall we going to do? Die. die? Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to die. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it to the man. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. And then it cuts yeah. back to the doctor who's now crawling along a wall. Jesus Christ. Mm. Going, here, puss, puss, here, puss, puss. <laughs> and then, for some reason, Patterson goes, what are you doing? I'm neighbourhood watch as well as homoerotic children's crash man. <laughs> I'm going to try and get on the wall and stop you. Mind your own fucking bit. And they both disappear and fall into the... <laughs> and they're now suddenly on the planet and they're surrounded by cat people and but the cat yeah. people are going like some rancid old earth a kit doing a video <laughs> and not being remotely threatening and then yeah. suddenly a tent flap opens and it's the master Whoa. and he's got weird cat eyes and that bit's genuinely like oh that's horrible that's good Hmm. Yeah, and Ainley's good, right? Ainley, who I, you know, is Ainley's he's brilliant. a good master, but he's brilliant in yeah, this. He's he genuinely brilliant in this. It's and also it's it's one of the few times where the master is not genuinely in control, trying his best to be in control. Yeah, but he's, be- but he's becoming feral and savage himself. Even he mm. cannot stop this, and he actually genuinely needs the doctor's help. I mean, we know he's going to double cross him, triple cross him, but he's mm. he, he's weak and he's making the best of a horrible situation. Um, and and he's great. actually yeah, and that bit that idea is great. The idea mm. of um mankind descending back into savagery as a Doctor Who idea, I think is a brilliant idea. It's really fun, mm. yeah. It's just not done very well at all. That's the mm. problem. Well, they do have that. To, Sorry. No, we just they've got nothing to do once they arrive on the planet. They just sort of wander. They really have wand- nothing to do. <laughs> Part two, nothing <laughs> happens, really. <laughs> they just walk from one bit of a quarry to another bit of a quarry. Yeah. And that's sort of it. And it's- they sort of set up rules that don't apply. Because the dog's yeah. like, if you mm-hmm. don't move, they won't attack you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... 
he stays still, and then everybody runs around, but nothing really happens. Nothing happens, and then no. other times the doctor is going run. Mm. Yeah. So you're like, I don't, I don't know what you want us to do. Do you want us to gently foxtrot our way through this planet or something? I don't know what it is. No. But um, yeah. That's so um, so the master looks like a sort of reverse Colonel Saunders at this point, like an evil <laughs> anti Colonel Saunders, all in black yeah. with weird eyes. Um, <laughs> And Pat Patterson doesn't quite know what to make of any of this. He's mm-hmm. he's genuinely scared. Whereas all the youth club people just seem to be taking it in their stride. They yeah. come out at night, they hunt us, but we're going to fight back and, and and sit in this camp and and actually we're fine with all this. This is because they've been there like three weeks, right? They've been there forever. Yeah, it's yeah. mad that they've yeah. been there that long, and they haven't yeah. even like set up uh, anywhere no. to sleep or anything. They've not done yeah. any basic. We need water, <laughs> shelter, food, yeah. and they spent three weeks talking about the most dangerous beast in the world. Well, They've survived mm. for three weeks, so that mm. can't be that bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they're really open, they can bad. be seen. We find out as well that um, the little cats are called kitlings, and they make exceedingly good teleports. Yay! <laughs> I mean, you want at least one scene of these Perivale lads washing their ass in the river, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. plain what they've been up to. You want, you, want, you want one of the cheated people rubbing his ass up and down on the ground because he's got worms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there should have been that bit... I mean, I'm sorry, but this is so Sylvester McCoy, I can't believe it didn't happen. Mm. There should be a bit when he's saying to them, stay still, where he, yeah. like, chucks a ball of wool or something. That would be fun. And so they but could get away. You know what I mean? Doesn't, yeah. at one point, doesn't he at one point chuck a ball or someone chuck... Oh, no, the master does that. The he master does ball, yeah. yeah. To make them even less of a threat. So mm. yeah. <laughs> Play with that. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to take you to the vets in a minute and get you neutered. It's just. I think the problem with this story is that the doctor has legitimately nothing to do. No, it, yeah. but th- but this is a real Ace-centric story again, isn't it? And mm. I've suddenly noticed how much of the McCoy stuff is centred on Ace. Well, I mentioned um, this to you the other night, Paul, but I'll I, I say it again is that um, I watched the a bit of the documentary. I'm sure you did as well, Tom, didn't you? Yes, yeah, I did indeed. Where Car- Eric Cart was it Cartmill? Andrew Cartmill. Andrew Cartmill. Again, mm-hmm. where Andrew Cartmill says that because I always assumed that the the, the idea was that Ace was going to have more stuff to do in the next series. Yeah. Right. But he said in the documentary that the plan was to write her out. Oh. It feels like they're just getting... Because this is like a trilogy, isn't it? So she really had had loads to do in the next series. Be on another series. (laughs) (laughs) Not with the Maureen's Musicogram. I'm really sorry, but you're actually doing the holiday programme now with Julie Chalmers. (laughs) (laughs) Mega! She went to Cartmel and said, look, sorry, Melvin and Maureen's is going to take off. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine it'll still be going in 60 years. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to leave. So what you've got now is the usual Doctor Who fodder where it just cuts back and forth to not much happening. So they're surrounded by some cats, which they don't seem to be doing anything because they're all sleepy and they're eating. um, And and so the Doctor runs in and saves Patterson on the horseback, even though there's no threat. And the master just stands there watching them. Mm. Not doing anything, just... (laughs) Passing some time. Can we talk about how uh, Sylvester's trousers really do make his bum look big? <laughs> well, we get a very gratuitous, a very gratuitous McCoy well. arse shot at one point. We get a full on, on 3D. The, yeah. <laughs> the captain says, please put your glasses on now. Dimensions <laughs> <laughs> in time could have been so much better, wouldn't it? If it oh, yeah. had all been booty shots. It's the, first, it's the first time you get to see the undercarriage of the Doctor's question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Madam, what art well, it's, is it's this? More, it's more of an exclamation mark at this point. <laughs> so, and then, and then Ace decides, "Come on, you lot, let's fight back. We're going to capture one of these feral beasts, and we're going to do it with some yeah. string." Oh, it hasn't worked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what and that's that. And, back at the, and do, uh, did you notice when they're back at the camp, they're roasting a cat on a spit? <laughs> 
Yes. Oh my god, this is actually really horrible for like if you if you like cats, like the general kind of like oh if I enjoy cats, I watch this episode. There's so many dead cats in this. So um, anti-cat, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Produced by Barbara Woodhouse. Um, it's um, <laughs> it's just brilliant. And then the doctor appears, but he trips up a trap that was meant for the uh, cat people, and he's hanging upside down. Going, oh. oh yeah, um, Are you social workers. It's yeah. That kind of oh, thing from God. Silver Nemesis. God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have to put a full stop here and just say Michael Grade was right with that. <laughs> You, do, do you know you what? At, at this stage, he's gone. Hmm. Have I just seen a Bertie Bassett monster? <laughs> Have I just seen a giant, a giant, mad, feral, pink poodle? Yeah. We are yeah, signing we off are the budget on these, and then we are putting the kibosh on this. <laughs> you, see, you sign off the budget on these. You watch hmm. them later and go, "What the fuck are you lot doing?" <laughs> and then, and then the doctor reveals that it's all about the master because the ace doesn't really know about the master. And um, and yeah. then, and then ace has a really good line where she basically goes. Everyone you know are just utter cunts. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know anyone nice. No. Including all your you, friends. All your, yeah, all your so-called friends mm. <laughs> are just horrible, psychotic bastards. Mm. Anyway, and then the, so the master has now finally sort of become a Bond villain now. He looks like a proper Bond villain all in mm. black with his Lovely. eyes. And, mm. then, and, then, and then they go, um, is there anything happening in this episode yet? They go, no. So you go, so shall we now leave the safety of the camp and tiptoe, tiptoe through all the cheetah people? Yeah, we'll do that. Oh, so they that do is, that. For no reason. Um, like for no, no reason at all. No. They go back, even though they've just got out of there, to go back yeah. there. And it's now strewn with some bones and the cheetahs are sleeping. Some of the cheetahs are looking at them going, nah, I can't be bothered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then you so think, they're oh, just in a line, aren't they? They're all just like tiptoeing in a line across yeah, this quarry. Looks, You're like, what's just happening? Just looks stupid. And the idea, mm. I suppose, is all oh, the monsters are fed, so therefore they're not a threat. But mm. then, then they're just not a threat. Then if they just keep them fed all the time. <laughs> do, we, do we think the problem is is that we've revealed them too early? Maybe. Well, yeah, maybe. But actually, they don't get revealed to the very end of Ep One, and then all of Ep Two. It's just yeah. that mm. they're they're out of. They are supposed to be the main draw of the episode, the mm. tooth and claw idea of feral beasts, and they just yeah. never quite live up to their promise of being menacing, nasty. No. They're all yeah. they're, they're all the thrill of the hunt, the smell of the blood. But when it comes when push comes to shove, <laughs> it's it's actually we're like cats. We like to sleep eighteen hours a day and lick our yeah, bollocks. Yeah. It's just <laughs> well, really they should have starved to death years ago because they don't do anything. I know. They just sit around. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be anything else on this planet, so. I, I, I don't know. It's very strange. Luckily, a milkman appears. <laughs> Instantly freaks out. Instantly going mental. And yeah. thank God, thank God, he gets ripped to shreds instead of Yay. the people tiptoeing right past them, standing on yeah, their tails. Yeah. No, the milkman's like fucking hell. <laughs> he was shagging the master's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Asquith. God, drop me blue tops. <laughs> <laughs> and then gets mauled but again doesn't get like mauled and eaten just they sort of go uh, they sort of like yeah. tap him gently it's just oh mm. just make it proper make, have some sounds of ripping or the idea of blood or the idea of a wound but no they just go yeah. meow, and, th- and that's that you needed um, a scene in a big cornfield or something where someone's in there and suddenly yes, all the corn exa- goes down because they're yeah. racing through the game they that's always fun. they always mm. talk about the idea of the hunt but you never see these things these creatures actually engaging in a hunt if they yeah. are they're 
they're on horseback, like yeah. doing a Jim Carner. It's like it doesn't mm. quite have that threat. But there you go. Um, if there was actually a hunt, like if if they arrived and they were instantly being hunted, you'd be like, well, at least there's some forward momentum to the story. Like they're yeah. trying to escape yeah. these things, yeah. but because yeah. they're just around, there's nothing. Exactly, and, and, and there's they don't seem to go. There's nowhere for them to go, and they they mm. don't seem to be aware that um, the planet that they're on is being destroyed. And is it me? I, am I stupid? Is the idea that are these creatures? indigenous to this planet or are they people that have become so feral they've turned into them because the idea is Mm. right okay Mm. and then why is that the cause of the planet's demise i still don't they they know you think that would kind of fuel the planet wouldn't you if it's the planet yeah if the planet's doing but no it's they're causing the planet to be destroyed by becoming more feral they're not the indigenous people how did the master get that the master spends most of these three episodes standing around like a like a sort of redundant game show host just sort of (laughs) and this is what you could have won it's, it's it might as well be Christopher Biggins doing On Safari. Yes. <laughs> it's like Naked Jungle with Keith Chegwin. Oh, God. <laughs> He's coming just... out of the trees. Run, Doctor. <laughs> what the fuck? Are the, you haven't got any clothes on. Look at the clothes on. <laughs> the cheetahs Cl- ripped them off. Cl- look at the clothes on of your sonic screwdriver. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wrote that down. I love that. Oi. Yeah. <laughs> so, because, because everything is just so vague and not bedded in, it's really hard to become engaged with it. The only element, story element I became engaged to is when Ace starts to become that can't control. She stops. She suddenly turns around. She's got the eyes and the fangs. Mm. Yes, and, yeah. and she's going to descend into something. But even that's like the doctor goes, "I'll fight it, will you, for a bit?" And then, are you back? <laughs> Good. But and then, then Midge, Midge turns, doesn't he? Midge, Midge is the one that turns. But yeah. again, um, uh, God, because she says about Midge, Midge you're yeah. turning into a cat. <laughs> So basically, they tiptoe around a bit. Uh, the master yeah. explains the planet is being destroyed by this, and you're like, okay, if you if okay, if, sure. if you like. And mm. then the the, um, the for some reason the doctor and Ace get separated for no re- other reason than they just go, should we separate now for a bit? I don't know. And then the <laughs> Ace Ace finds one of the feral creatures and just spends five minutes padding time by looking at it. Yeah. Oh yeah, but they connect, don't they? Because it's like they, they sort of have the a pond and... yeah, the pond, and mm. she sort wouldn't of that have made more water. sense if that was one of her old friends, and she discovered it was one of her old friends. I thought that was the idea. I thought it was oh. the woman who was like anti hunt. I thought it was her, but it's not. No, mm. no, it's old she because the actress in that goes on to be Bernie Summerfield in uh, right, in, um, yeah, sort of okay. big, big Finish stuff. So okay. I think she's someone separate, but she is she's someone who's been turned feral by the planet. Mm. Yeah. But so how actually, long? Uh, so how long has she been there then? Like, must be, you know... Like, five years or something? <laughs> it's just bizarre. She arrived the day that Chegwin fell asleep in his bowl of soup because he was so... <laughs> <laughs> and now he's naked and feral. <laughs> running around. I mean, at this point, they are about as threatening as Bernie Clifton on his ostrich. You might as well, <laughs> it might as well be Bernie Clifton and ostrich. You might as well just have Bernie Clifton riding cheetahs. Whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> At least it would have been funny. Oh <laughs> so we are now finally told that the, the humans stay here, they become beasts. And then Midge mm, turns yes. around, he's got eyes and fangs. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. And then he runs away. So the doctor's like, oh, I suppose we better go and hunt him then. <sighs> yes. Is, yeah. Then meanwhile, they, meanwhile the master. Point. Yeah. And then the master is mm. found making a leash out of skin. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's digging away in a rib cage, and he somehow makes a yeah. functioning dog leash out of skin, and then captures Midge, and he's like, "You're my pet now, or something." Yes. And you're yeah. like, and then he, and then because he's he's got Midge, he's like, "Oh, I can escape now." 
I don't know why he couldn't. Why couldn't he have escaped before with all the other people that had arrived? Please, there? please, can we replace Midge with Naked Keith Chegwin? <laughs> so what Naked Keith Chegwin. <laughs> the trouble is that next up, Midge becomes Bad Boy Midge, and yeah. his clothes, oh, as when he's Bad Boy Midge, are the, like they must have thrown that costume together in like four seconds. It's he amazing, looks isn't awful. It? Yeah. Well, we think we you best represent evil youth by being, being a 1950s rockabilly or something. <laughs> They pushed him into um, Shawaddy Waddy's house and they pulled yeah. him out the other end. <laughs> <laughs> it's His just my jacket has like shiny arms. It's oh. so weird. It's unbelievable. And it's just the fact that the master can now leave. It's like, but you've already had hundreds of humans. But I don't, yes. Why can yeah. you now go? <laughs> why can the master now return back to Earth because he's got Midge on a skin leash? It's just what's going on. Oh. I don't. And then, and then you think, can I mean, let's have something. And then finally, Ace goes, "Oh, I'm feeling a bit wobbly, Doctor." And she turns, and yes. she's turned. End Whoa. of episode two. And that's actually quite good. I quite like that yeah. bit. Yeah. Sophie Aldred is great in this story. Yeah. Sophie really Aldred saves the entire three episodes. She really yeah. does. Yes. Yeah. She um, really does because yeah. it's devoid of plot and sense. It has, an, yeah. it, has an, <laughs> it has an idea that is a genuinely brilliant idea that they do not explore apart from mentioning it. And then they keep yeah. hammering home Cat's Survival of the Fittest, Law of the Jungle. And the reason mm. for going back and forth between Earth, the reason of turning Feral and the planet are never explored no. or explained or given a moment's thought, which is bizarre. No. So then Ace suddenly goes on the hunt with um, her friend, I'm going to call her Tracy the Cheater. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she's now becoming more animal and more animal. The master's now back on Earth and he's gone to Midge's house. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. again, he's got, a, he's got a big picture of some leopards on the wall just to make it even more. Oh, Jesus God. Yeah. Um, and then it's you find out that... the master in like... Like normal places, you know how like because he works, and he's in these big extreme things. But then he's like in a normal house. And you're like, this is he looks mad, and he's in such a pedestrian <laughs> 1980s cul-de-sac semi-detached house, isn't he? It's like, yeah, yeah. Why is no one making a joke about pulling a fast one? I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's going and, on? And you find out now that he, that the the master's like, oh, I'm back on Earth, brilliant. But even he's still within the sort of pull of the savagery himself. He's mm. he even says, I'm contaminated, doesn't he? He Weird. says he's contaminated. Mm. Yeah, and I Ace must is now control fighting. this. I yes. must control. I must speak to my agent about this. <laughs> <laughs> so the doctor now is trying to make Ace fight the contamination and go back to normal, and he sort of tames yeah. her by going, oh, pull yourself together. <laughs> And that's that. And you go. Silly okay. cow. And now, and now, and now, the master decides to hypno befuddle Midge, even though he seems to be already pretty much way out of control. And mm. but no, mm. even he then sort of you will obey me, you mad feral kitty cat. It's just okay. And then the Ace and the Doctor and the gang suddenly all appear back. Yeah. How? And Patterson literally goes, oh, I'm going to go home then. Yeah, Patterson goes, oh, I had a bit of cheese. <laughs> Patterson literally goes, cool, well, that was a bit rich for my blood. I must have ate some cheese. I'm going to deny everything and then leaves. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, how, how suddenly does the Doctor get back to Earth? I don't understand it's how he does it. It's just, oh, let's go yeah. left a bit. Oh, we're back on Earth now. That's good. <laughs> and yeah, Patterson goes into immediate denial. Midge yes. is gone full on angry discombobulated youth and he's stealing a motorbike yeah. Yeah. oh my goodness oh he's some motorbike stuff yeah he's not going to be in mm. Cats the musical he's going to be in Grease the musical <laughs> <laughs> and then so Midge returns back to the youth club where he was being uh, taught and he's a bad boy now 
Yeah. And he's wearing sunglasses. Bad boy Midge. <clears throat> sunglasses. And he mm-hmm. takes them off and he's like, look at this. <laughs> mm. <You're> all like, <laughs> Gay. Um, so then Midge I'm surprised stop- he doesn't do stuff like, you know, he's chewing gum and then he swallows. Yeah, 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 and he's like, I'm a bad boy now. Yeah, it? and he's whittling a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, and, he, and, he, and he drops some litter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kicks a womble or something, I don't know. Um, <laughs> stays up till 10. Yeah. He finds um, an old mag in the woods and it's got boobs in it. He doesn't yeah, give yeah. a shit, that guy. He doesn't yeah. care. And he eats them because he's feral. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm eating tits. All right, yeah, if you want. Um, so then Midge goes back to the fight club and he's, he's now started, like, starting his own fight club, isn't he? Um, mm. like, yeah, if you want to be tough, try yeah. and fight me. Mm. And then suddenly the master appears and goes, oh, loads of boys. And does he does he befuddle them? Is that the idea? I he think sort he of, befuddles them he as befuddles well. He befuddles them, yeah. doesn't yeah. he? You will all obey me. So mm. now the master's back on earth with just a group, with, with, with a group of boys from a youth club. Um. <laughs> with yellow eyes and fangs. It's just... Okay. And Patterson turns up and says, hang on, these are my bitches. Yeah. These are my... I've been grooming them for fucking four months. (laughs) (laughs) I've put the legwork in here. Yeah, I've done all the legwork and no Captain Fancy Pants turns up and gets the cream. Um, It's just... (laughs) Anyway, so then they go, they run amok, yeah, in the park. Midge is on his bike. Yeah. Yeah. They're walking through the park like, no ball games. Yeah. 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 Because they're mad. And the master's with them as well. Yeah. And he's got a motorbike, Midge. He's got a horn on it as well. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, he's a and bad boy. And he's got boy. spoky dokies. Spoky dokies. He might have some, <laughs> have some cards in the spokes going... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do, do some rad stunts. It's just... Oh, God. Yeah. So it all goes with Junior Kickstarter. His cousin's Kickstart. brought him back a BB gun from France. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. then it's got a pen where a naked lady's on it. Yeah. Yeah, if you turn it upside down, you can see the doctor's question mark. Um, <laughs> Sylvester McCoy looking back on with his bum showing. Ooh. <laughs> and that thing that you used to get, as kids used to have, where it was like a switchblade, and when you clicked it open, it was actually a comb. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, and nudie playing cards my dad got when he went to Amsterdam on that shopping. <laughs> I've got them. I particularly like the Jack of Trade. Anyway, anyway, better than there. <laughs> so anyway, so the master, the master's now sort of like he's on a, he's like a demented caddy now on a on a crazy golf course. The, the master, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just standing yeah. watching his boys terrorizing, but not actually doing any terror. Mm. And then mm-hmm. suddenly the doctor goes, I'll stop all this from happening. He gets on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And they both drive directly into each other. And there's the biggest <laughs> explosion. Yeah. And you think, well, he's dead then. He has to That's be dead. And also Midge, Midge has to be dead. But Midge is like four foot away. Yeah. Like, well, it's, 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 Comedy cigars gone off in his face. Yeah, the master says. To him, the master says to him, "Survival of the fittest, Midge. You know what to do." And he you know dies. What to do. And he, yeah, go, it's the fact that they both drive headlong into each other on this long shot. Yeah. The doctor on on a moped and the, and Midge on his Kawasaki, and they both dive. Di- you see them drive directly into each other and explode. Yeah. Midge is three foot away. The doctor is found. He's in, he's in Kent. He's yeah. The doctor's found in some local. Fly tipping with his ass directly in the camera. Yeah, his big old booty sticking out from the sofa. It's just it's it's amazing, like Kim Kardashian trying to find their contact lenses. It's <laughs> And then suddenly one of the then you then for no reason at all, Kara, one of the yeah. one of the cheetahs appears on a horse and the master just stabs her. Yeah. 
Yeah, horrible. Like, okay, yeah, fine. Um, and and then you mm-hmm. know, de- and then Kara goes to a death throes, and Ace is really upset. And then we now cut to the master, and he's breaking into the TARDIS. <gasps> Whoa. He's breaking into the TARDIS, but the tar- but the Doctor appears right behind him. Doesn't he? Like, what, what, you know, what mm-hmm. are you up to? And the Master is now full-on yeah. feral, isn't he? Yeah. And so the Master yeah. and the Doctor have a big fight in Cougar Town. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to fight you. And then says, but I'm refusing to mm. fight you. What? Because yes. they met they again. They, they're now fight- they transported back to the planet to have like an, an arena fight. And yeah. then the Doctor goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to fight you. And then goes, but I'm not going to fight you. <laughs> and the planet is now collapsing, kind of, and blowing up. And the Master mm-hmm. strikes, doesn't he, or something? And, mm-hmm. and then, something and then, like that. And then suddenly they're back again outside the TARDIS. Well, the Doctor <laughs> goes feral for a moment, doesn't he? Because his eyes go. His eyes yes. go, yes. He's, mm. Even he's been taken over. And then he appears back outside the TARDIS. This is extremely convenient. Um <laughs> And then another cheetah appears again out of thin air on the street mm-hmm. on a horse and then just disappears again. Yeah. 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 And then the doctor appears behind Ace like, have you, have you, and then does some sort of, oh, Ace does this sort of Rudyard Kipling soliloquy about, about feral man turning into beasts. And then, and yes, then, yeah. and, and then, and then, and then the doctor goes, did you enjoy being home? And Ace went, no, it was awful. It was, <laughs> this was all awful. And actually the TARDIS is my true home. And you're like, ah, ah, nice. mm. and the doctor delivers a parting, ADR. little sort of idea missive. <laughs> ADR, yes, yeah. speech at the end. Little yeah. speech, and then it's farewell to Doctor Who because that's it. That's the yeah. end. What a fucking shame that it went out yeah. on that. Oh, yeah. There are worlds out there where the sky is burning and the seas asleep, and Doctor Who doesn't get cancelled. Yeah. And then just as they're walking off into the distance, Chegwin comes out from the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and says I'm home <laughs> I made it completely naked on a burnt out motorbike yeah. <laughs> crash helmet over his mid yeah. <laughs> and, oh. and, and um, even though that was three episodes it felt like a six parter Oh, mad, God. isn't it? It's absolutely mad. It does have so much for it though that's the weird thing I'm only, I only hate it because I really wanted to love it you know, like there are some episodes yeah. you just go, "This is bollocks." I just hate it. This one, I go, "This could have been so good." The ideas are there, so but not, they're, they're abandoned, never explored. The I have to say, the acting is pretty dire. From all yeah. Ace is great. <laughs> mm. Yes, only with what he's got is great. Mm. Yeah, all the kids are appalling. The Doctor's hardly in it, and <laughs> when he is in it, he's like a madman, and then mm. he's just saying survival of the fittest. Yeah. <laughs> The and only that's... good actor who sort of turns up is the little girl who's like, "Hey, kill more cat." She went on to be in was it Coralie or Emmerdale? I don't know which. Yes, oh, really? she's in Total Wipeout as well. She has she's in the episode of Total Wipeout. Oh. Wow. Okay, oh, there, there you go. go. <laughs> so um, I'd love to say that I I'm, I I was just as confused with this, you know, as I as we were with Ghostlight. It yeah. just yeah. What is you've got the bones of a brilliant idea and then you flesh it with nothing you just like like the transparent cat it's what it is it's a transparent <laughs> it's transparent idea because so much 
it's mooted and then never explained or or put to bed. It's just you go there, you turn into animals. Maybe the planet's being destroyed because of it. You can go back and forth whenever you want to. Um, it seemed like the master could leave whenever he wanted to do as well if he wanted mm. to. Now he's yeah. back on Earth. Oh, and the master's gone now. And, and goodbye, bye bye. That's it. Sorry, we've run out of money. The uh, the meter yeah. is literally gone. There's no fifty p's left to put back in. <laughs> Michael Grade's switching off the studio lights. <laughs> so, <laughs> get and out. The, and the master got sent back to that planet, didn't he? Does he end up I there did, on his own? Uh, I did think he? That, when that cheetah appeared, it took the dead body and the master, I think. Does it? But it's oh, never right, really... Okay. It's not it, explained, even, It's not explained, and even I didn't pick that up. I just thought mm. the master no. just scuttled away like he normally does. Probably riding on a cat or something. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, um, it makes so, that thing where you say, you know, if you just repeat a theme over and over again, you can convince everyone that's what it's about. Yeah, Whereas it's yeah. not. It's just people saying survival of the fittest over and over again. And mm. it's not about really anything. No. That would be like if Genesis of the Daleks was just them constantly saying, Genesis of the Daleks. <laughs> over and over again. So, so in terms of, what are we scoring this out of in terms oh, of items? Yes, a hundred, um, well, uh, God, yeah, a hundred what? Um, even I'm struggling to think of anything funny. To, um, a hundred... <laughs> animatronic cats? Uh, yeah, a hundred animatronic yeah, cats, I suppose. Um, um, I'm gonna, I'm giving, it's just, I'm giving it 20. That's what I'm giving it. I'm giving it a 20. That's generous. Yeah. No, I'm giving it a 20 because I really do like the, I like Ainsley a lot. I like the master a lot and he looks brilliant. Mm. He looks great when he's he got his fa- when he, he looks brilliant. Anyway, he's mm. really he's unlike Delgado. He's really good at being slimy and just mm. yeah, yeah, slippery slimy. He's re- he's like unfortunately to use that he is the cat that got the cream. He's very smug and self satisfied, <laughs> and he plays the sort yeah. of bad battle with going feral really well. But There's the reason lot, for why and the reason for the ingredients are there. Yeah, that's the thing. All the ingredients are there. I, as I said right at the beginning, mm. the idea of you you come to a place and it turns you feral, that's brilliant. But mm. never mm. explaining why, never explaining how, never explaining the consequences, and just talking about cats and survival <laughs> of, the, of the fittest just doesn't do it any favours. The Doctor's sort of really redundantly odd yeah. in it and doesn't quite work. But Ace is brilliant. The mouse is brilliant. I give it 20 feral <laughs> manky cats. Mm. <laughs> Who's next? Me? Yeah, go on. You can go All next, right. John. All right. Um, well, as I said earlier, it just feels very much like a vehicle that has no gas, and so we're running on fumes here. Yeah. Uh, and that must obviously due to the budget. They probably had nothing to work with on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story needed a few more goes, didn't it? Just yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think that, I think that's the thing. You can't just blame it on budget and you can't blame no. it on no money because the script is appalling. Yeah, it is, unfortunately. Um, it's not very good. And as we said, uh, some of the actors in this are... Unfortunately, not directed very well, I'll say generously. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just got too many weirdness, like like Ghostlight. It's just weird for the sake of it, and it doesn't mm-hmm. explain anything. So I'm going to give it nine. Oh, Blood nice. me. Uh, <laughs> nine feral animatronic cats out of 100. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, for me, like, I have to say, the whole thing, I don't like endings. I don't like when you, it's like the, I don't like season finales because mm. they're quite, they always have an air of melancholy that the thing you like is coming to an end. And that combined with the fact that it's on a Sunday, it's such a Sunday story mm, where, yeah. like, everything's ending and it's just winding down and there's not really, it's sort of aimless. And I find, it just made me quite sad. It's yeah, exactly. Like, oh. and, yeah. and also, I remember, I remember knowing that this was it. 
at home going, yeah. I'm making, this is the end of it now. I, I mean, I didn't know that they were going to then film bits of Ghost Light after, but as it's yeah. trans- transmitted, the BBC are going, and this is the end now of Doctor Who. <laughs> This is the scrap we have left for you. Everyone is depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is upset. Everyone's upset. The story and this is was what they that, made. Yeah. The story was that JNT, yeah. when they were putting this together, got wind of the fact that it was going to be the end, so they quickly ADR'd that last line over the top. Ah. Yes. Ah. Um, and it's like, it, it, so it carries with it this like melancholy, and I, yeah. it's difficult to love this story as a result. So, yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to be, I'll be like, I will be generous because I don't think, I think Sophie Aldred's great. I think Amy's she is, great. Yeah. I think that. There's some good stuff. So I'm going to give it tw- uh, 20, 22. Oh, there wow. you go. Okay. What's that, 51? 51. 51 feral animatronic cats. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie oh. says, what's that? Doctor Who's cancelled. Doctor Who's cancelled. Have we had correspondence, John? We certainly have had correspondence. I've been looking forward to this whole episode. I'll start with this one. Andrew F. So it's right. always okay. like survival. A nice, simple story with some good ideas. It looks pretty good too for late 82. Worth noting that Rona Munro has the distinction of being the only writer to write for the classic and the new series, as you mentioned earlier, Tom. Yes. Eaters of the Light with Peter Capaldi. Um, Eaters of the, that famous episode for Eaters of the Light. Uh, ben Thomas <laughs> Nobody says... Nobody can remember. Ben Thomas says... Yeah. <laughs> JNT, upon reading the script for Survival. Hmm, good script, strong characterization, unusually no, adult no. subtext. How can I fuck this one up? Oh, yeah, I know. Tracy, can you get me a shit animatronic cat and the number of Hale and Pace's agent? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Dave uh, Whittam says, Survival is actually fucking brilliant. Oh, my God, I didn't notice this before. Um, even with the shitty animatronic cat and yeah. Sylve's awful line delivery, Ainley is brilliant, his best performance. And then Dave says, mm. <laughs> I didn't know this. Also, when Keith Chegwin did an interactive live stream. What? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> oh my God, it's all going meta. <laughs> one, of the first, one of the first, I think, I asked him to say, uh, one of the first, I think, I asked him to say, if we fight like animals, we die like animals. What? His, his delivery was slightly more twinkly. <laughs> so technically, Chief Keith Chegwin is in survival. <laughs> Survival of the Naked Jungle. Oh, my God. Oh God. Uh, Will Crook says, Survival, a template for 2005 Doctor Who. Sad that the series ends just as McCoy and the show find their feet. If it had continued and McCoy had stayed for one more series, <laughs> as is reported to have said, uh, who, would have the pod, uh, who would the pod have chosen to take over from him Ooh. when he regenerated in 1990? Sorry, I've just, got this, I've just got this image now of Keith Chegwin on the planet of the Cheetah People, <laughs> naked up a tree with the cat toying with his dick like it's a scratch yeah. post. Well, <laughs> welcome to my world. I've been thinking that for about half an yeah. hour. <laughs> so in, we're in 1990. I'm going to ask Tom first and then yes. Paul and me. We're yeah. in 1990. Ooh. Who would you cast as the Doctor mm. if McCoy left? Oh, good question. That's a really um, good question. I okay. I might go. This would probably be very controversial, and he might not have the drama chops. But maybe Rick Mail. Mm. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, For me, it's either Tom Conti or John Nettles. Nice, (laughs) nice. No, it's none of it's none of them at all. But um, I I don't know. I really don't know who I would have um, cast in in the nineties. Let me think on that. Mm. What about Um, you, John? Well, um, I like the idea of the person they wanted before McCoy. Which is? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Ken Campbell. 
Oh, oh interesting. Wow. Or you know who would have been really good? I would have cast Simon Callow. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. interesting. No. no. <laughs> Sorry. No. Because he's quite... <laughs> no. Not having that. All right, I'm having Leslie Grantham. <laughs> Leslie Grantham. <laughs> this, this, my sweet, <laughs> is Telos. <laughs> yeah. Because Happy I Christmas, remember Mel. In Chance on a Million, he played a character that was very, very eccentric and a bit... Uh, um, oh, interesting. Sort of uh, empty-headed and silly oh, and okay. fun. And I think he'd have been really good as mm. a kind of... Mm, a kind of a John Pertwee mixed with Tom Baker kind of yeah. doctor. I tell you who I tell you who I, who I kind of would have liked to have done it actually is Lovejoy Ian, Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he's great, and he's like got proper acting chops now, isn't he? He's in Hollywood he's movies and everything. Proper, yeah. He, and um, we, mm. um, I think he would have <coughs> genuinely would have been a brilliant doctor. Oh, what about Nigel Havers? Yeah, I can see that. You know, Havers is too. Uh, hello. I suppose he's a bit too Peter Davidson, <laughs> isn't he? He's a bit too, yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 You need someone silly. That's a really good question. I think though. Rick Mayle's probably the best shout we've had. Okay. Yeah. Mm, I'm still not. I think he, he wouldn't be able to do the proper act, like the proper sort of gravitas acting, though, would he? You wouldn't believe it from him, maybe. But I do like no. him. Maybe someone like Paul, Paul Eddington. Ooh. Ooh. He could be good. Yeah, he would have been great. He, yeah. he would have been great, actually. Some, something or like Briars. That. The Briars. Oh, mm. If he hadn't already blotted his copybook with uh, yeah. Paradise Towers. But then Colin yes. Baker did that before, didn't he? So. Yes, that's mm. true, yeah. Mm. No, you're right. Mm, that's, yeah. that's a really good one. Okay, and now we get to the point with my favourite conversation piece that came up in the comments. <laughs> 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 I think Tom's seen it, so he knows what's coming. Okay. <clears throat> so Polyester Gibbs says, mm-hmm. Is survival the episode where Anthony Ainsley <laughs> said... You know what? Perhaps I'll dial back the panto bit for one story and put in his best performance as the master when the series was cancelled. Yes, that's right. And then yeah. Ben Thomas comes in with this. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Ben. Uh, wasn't I can't say that. Right. Wasn't there a story about Anthony Ailey having a photo album of ladies' fannies that he showed to people during lunch breaks? Or did I dream that? <laughs> I sincerely hope you dreamt that. (laughs) Polyester Gibbs says, oh Christ, please let that be true. And then Ben says, I've got a feeling it might be, but Googling it is fraught with difficulty. (laughs) And then Ben says, I've just checked with a friend of mine and he remembers the tale. Ainley used to play cricket for the Stage and London Theatre's Cricket Club. Oh my God. He wouldn't take lunch with the rest of the players due to an an aversion to cheese. (laughs) So he'd eat a packed lunch in his car. He right, wouldn't always can't. dine alone, How though. Depressing. Sometimes he'd invite a teammate or a member of the opposition to join him oh. and would pass the time by showing him a chunky photo album he kept of Polaroids and he'd taken of various <laughs> fannies. I really hope, I, I sincerely hope these were consensual images that he, uh, <laughs> that he was acquiring there. Oh my god! <laughs> and Ben says, "If that doesn't make the podcast, I'm going to be furious." Ben, it's in. It, it's oh my. in. Of course, it's in. Oh my god! god. Imagine that as a Yellow Pages ad. <laughs> do, do you have a book of fannies? <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. my name. The no master. Luck. No luck, Dad. Oh god! You can imagine it, can't you? <laughs> oh, you do. Yes, my name. It's the master. <laughs> <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Show me your fanny. No, oh you will God. obey me. 
Polaroids as well. Polaroids. Oh, awful, oh. awful stuff. Badly lit, badly... Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping somewhere out there... Like, you know when um, uh, Wingard died and there was an auction of his stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping there was an auction for Ainley's Book of Fannies. <laughs> when you say it like that, Ainley's Book of Fannies, it looks like it's a classic book, doesn't it? It does. Like, it does. Like, it's next to the HarperCollins Dictionary. And, of course, the Ainsley Book of Fannies. It's next to James Bond's Book of Birds, yeah. <laughs> if you had a book of photos of various non-consenting women's vaginas oh, I, you'd I keep that you'd keep that in your house under lock and key wouldn't you you wouldn't mm. take it with you wherever you went and invite people to have a look also how many I mean, wanks is he having on those lunches away from people as well it's just, <laughs> dread to think what he's using for a bookmark cool. <laughs> That is the danger, isn't it? Like, that is either... I, I do, in my mind, to keep it funny, it is a consensual <laughs> book that he is just... He yeah. just they just sort of, you know, trophies of his, his days as a, as a, as a young man. Mm. Um, but the, the, the dark side is that he's, I don't know, he's like, see, you know, trying to get these, you know, without anyone's permission, which is just horrible. Yeah. Does it mention, like, the size of this rather dubious tome? Is it, like, lots of pictures? So everyone went... <laughs> He goes, do you mind if I take a picture of your family? And people go, yeah, go on. And yeah, it's fine, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, there's a comment here from Chris Williams, who says, um, say, what you, say what you like about survival, but a three episode, a three episodes, it certainly has pace. Hey! Nice, nice, very yeah. nice. Um, oh so my God, I don't I think can't we can believe that. Yeah, I don't think we can top that, as it were. No. Um, yes. Just to think of the master having. Some masturbating. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> oh God. Well, folks, that was sort mm. of survival. Um, mm. um, thank you so much <laughs> for listening. Um, that's the second in our master trilogy. Mm. Um, we will be doing another one. Uh, that'll be John's uh, baby, This uh, the next one. Yep. Um, yes. Thank you very much for listening. Um, uh, don't forget to find us on at Weezing Groaning on Twitter. Come up with some more comments for us if you need to. Thanks, yes. chaps, for um, um, uh, getting through survival with me. Mm. Um, it was randomly chosen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't willingly choose it um, but I'm really glad that we did choose it weirdly um, it, it, it's nice that, that we're, it, for our master episode we happened to talk about the very last episode of Doctor Who yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. and thanks that to Keith fun. Chegwin yeah thanks, <laughs> thanks to Keith of course um, whose bollocks are now on display um, <laughs> at the Natural History Museum <laughs> oh yeah that's only second second book in a rather small case <laughs> Would you like and to if see anyone the can, the book of Keith Chegwin's balls? If anyone, <laughs> if anyone can track down the big book of Ainsley's fannies, then, then <laughs> it's got to be somewhere, well, isn't it? It's even that it's been be. burnt and burnt yeah. and burnt. I hope it's been burnt. <laughs> it's probably on that cheetah planet now. <laughs> the fannies are destroying the planet! Um, Survival uh, of the fannies, dear. Doctor. Oh, yeah. Christ, if it was called that, then imagine. Anyway, um, mm. thanks, mm. chaps. That was, mm. that, was, that was an edifying experience. We all got it through really it. It really was. Hmm. Yay! Yeah. We'll right. be back with a master story very soon. So thanks for listening. And um, cheerio, chaps. Bye. Goodbye. Where to now, Ace? Home. Home? The TARDIS. Yes, the TARDIS. There are worlds out there where the sky's burning, where the seas sleep and the rivers dream. People made of smoke and cities made of song. Somewhere there's danger, somewhere there's injustice, and somewhere else the tea's getting cold. Come on, Ace. 
We've got work to do. Hi, I'm Keza McDonald. And I'm Ellie Gibson. And this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft Auto. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra Life. GreatBigOwl.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.